Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. So when you can identify what's driving that, you have the key to fast, fun, easy, simple scrapbooking. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode four. Scrapbooking doesn't have to feel fussy or complicated. In this episode, I'm sharing my top 10 tips for simple scrapbooking. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. This is one of those solo episodes that I hope you will enjoy just as much as our guest conversations, where I'll be doing a little bit of teaching. I have some notes here, but this is relatively unscripted. I have a direction, if you will, but I don't have everything all planned out. So we're just going to see where the conversation goes as I follow my notes. But as always, we're going to kick things off with what's exciting you right now. And I want to share a new find. Now, if you've been following me on Instagram, you know that I have started this new painting practice this year. I started this at the very end of January, and I have been painting daily. This is quick 10 minute, often less than 10 minutes in a small notebook. I'm just trying to get into the rhythm of a creative practice. But what I want to share today is the particular watercolor set that I bought. This is a 24 pan travel set. So it's quite compact from Sakura. It's the Sakura Koi line. And this is the creative colors version. Uh, Roughly two thirds of the pans are actually metallic. And so they're just, they're fun. They're more bright, but most of them, to be honest, they look like eyeshadows. And I think that's why it excites me so much. They're just beautiful, beautiful colors. And it just makes it a little bit more fun and easy when I'm doing these little paintings every day because I'm not having to do as much mixing of colors. So I'll make sure to include a link in the show notes to this exact set, but I wanted to share that as a really quick and easy solution. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. So first off, I really want to make a big point, and I touched on this in episode one. But in our community, simple is not just a style. It's whatever works for you. For some, that looks like a clean, simple design style. It may look graphic or magazine-like. It may look minimalist. But for others, and that includes myself, it looks totally different. I love lots of layers of paper. I love texture. 
I do like more of softer muted feminine colors, but I love florals and I like doilies and I like a little bit of fuss to my pages. That's what feels comfortable and easy to me. So that in terms of design, that's my definition of simple. But I also find simplicity through how I think ahead about the type of album that I want to create for the year, how I plan time in my days, weeks, months, quarters, and years to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish in scrapbooking. It's how I stay organized in a relatively lazy way, if you will. I believe in organizing only to the extent that it serves you in creating. I don't believe in being over-organized because that often results in spending more time trying to find the thing when you need to use it because it's in multiple layers of containers and it's hidden. But the more that you can get things loosely organized, it's worth it to take that time to pick the products. So those are just three of the ways that I'm simple. And I think throughout this podcast, you'll learn more of those ways. And you're also going to learn so many ways in which others bring simplicity into their scrapbooking, whether or not it looks like what you envision in your mind as quote unquote simple. So I just want to get really clear about that as we set the stage for this episode. So again, I'm sharing my top 10 tips for simple scrapbooking. And some of them you may expect, and some of them may be a little bit surprising to you. But we'll dive in, and I would love to know which of these you already do, and which of these are brand new and hopefully maybe inspiring to you or permission-giving. So if you'd leave a comment on the show notes, I would absolutely love that, and I'd love to hear from you. Okay, number one, you need to know what you like when it comes to your design style the formats you like, the products you choose. And on the same token, you need to know what you don't like because those are your opportunities to simplify in terms of automation or streamlining or pairing back or providing less focus on it. Because you should be spending the bulk of your time on what's going to provide ease and flow for you. What's what comes naturally to you. So when you can pay attention to the styles that you gravitate towards and that you actually use, that's something that's important to remember. Just because there's a lot of it in your stash doesn't mean that you actually use it on your pages. In fact, that could actually even represent a style that doesn't fit you if you're finding a lot of it in your stash that you keep passing over. And on the same note, the formats. And by format, I mean paper or digital, different sizes, 12 by 12, eight and a half by 11, six by eight, whether you use ring bound albums or post bound albums or traveler's notebooks, how do you like to gather your stories in some sort of album fashion? It could even be a photo book. And which of those really feels simple and fast to you? And I don't necessarily mean fast, but in terms of being instantaneous, but in a way that you actually forget the time and you can get into it and enjoy the process along the way. All right, that was number one. Number two, I want you to be realistic about what season of life you're in, in terms of the time and energy and motivation you have for scrapbooking. We're all going to go through different seasons of life, and this could be 
larger multi-year seasons, depending on what's going on with our family, our work, our own health, and our own priorities. But we're also going to go through many seasons throughout the year. Sometimes these coincide with the natural seasons, and sometimes these are shorter bursts where maybe we're ill or we have a big project at work. So you need to pay attention to how what's going on in your life on both a small scale and a larger scale impact how you show up to your hobby. And then once you you gain that awareness, you can make those better choices. You can make choices that are in accordance with what's going on with you right now. Because when you do that, that's when you're going to find that you're less frustrated, you're more productive, and just more able to really get the most that you can out of this hobby. We're going to talk a lot in this episode about that sense of overwhelm and frustration and different ways that you can chip away at it. But I would say this is perhaps the number one way is to just take that simple awareness of how your life connects to your ability and your interest and uh, time that you have for scrapbooking. All right, moving on to number three. I want you to find a good enough photo system. Good enough means a photo system that makes it easy for you to locate and use photos in your scrapbooking, whether you're digital or a paper scrapbooker, you use the Project Life app on your phone or your tablet. Your photo system should enable you to access your pictures readily. And you should know how to use that in a consistent, repetitive manner. That could involve software. You guys know that I love Lightroom, but it might not. It could involve photos on your computer. It could involve going whole hog with Apple's photo stream and iCloud and having everything totally synced. Or it could look totally different from all of that. You need to find what works for you, but only to the extent that it is good enough. You're never going to get to perfect on this. And that's more so than anything else in memory keeping because we're always taking more photos. So you're never going to be caught up because you're going to take another photo tomorrow. And once you can embrace whatever is good enough, you'll find that it's more easy to keep up with and more easy to manage as you're bringing in all those new pictures. If you have been around here for a while, then you have heard number four come out of my mouth one or 10,000 times. And that's, I want you to accept permission to break the rules. Now, if you've not thought about this before, you may not realize that there are unwritten, often internalized rules that are keeping you from having fun and being productive. Some of these can look like the fact that you need, quote unquote, need to have your left and right layouts match or coordinate, whether or not they're the same story or not. Or that you need to plan very closely to figure out what's going to go on the back of a pocket page. Or that you need to scrapbook in order, starting with the oldest memory that you've not yet scrapbooked. All of these are rules that somebody else said was a good idea. And you don't have to do it like that. If it works for you, then please continue on. But if that's creating frustration and creating that 
undesirable feeling of being behind, then you need to look for alternate approaches. And so some of these can include combining different formats in an album, such as project life and layouts in the same album. Um, It can involve doing less overall, reducing your overall commitment in scrapbooking for the year so that you're not always feeling behind and just setting your sights very narrowly so that it aligns with the time and energy you have for it and the creative processes and formats that are are exciting you right now. It can also look like not starting from that past story that's not yet been scrapbooked. It can look like starting right now with what's new and fun and interesting to you because that's what's going to create the most momentum to eventually go back and scrapbook those other stories. So if you ever feel this resistance that you're doing it, quote unquote, the wrong way, I want you to know that there is no wrong way. There's your way. All right, number five. This one's kind of a sticky subject. And that's, I want you to identify your shiny objects. These are the things that help you procrastinate, that keep you distracted, that get in the way of you using your leisure time, your relaxation time, your me time effectively. That can include social media, that endless scrolling of Facebook and Instagram. And it's not that you can't use those intentionally to connect with others, to get inspired. But when you're scrolling, instead of doing something else, it becomes more of a problem. It can include organization as a form of procrastination. And this often looks like sitting down to scrapbook and saying, oh, well, I need to get organized first. And I can't scrapbook until blank. I get organized. I catch up with my photos. I catch up with past pages. So whatever those shiny objects are that are kind of getting in your way, you need to be able to recognize those and say, wait, I'm supposed to be scrapbooking right now. I actually want a scrapbook right now. So I need to stop doing this. And I need to stop using this as an excuse or a barrier or a tool for procrastination. And there's one other really good example here, and that's shopping for more supplies. Most of us probably don't need anything else. Whether you're a digital or paper scrapbooker or any type of memory keeper at all, you probably have more than enough. So I want to encourage you to sit down to create first and then maybe use the shopping as a reward for using some of your stash, but don't do the scrolling, the organization, or that shopping before you create something because that's just getting in your way. All right, number six is one that I will say that I'm guilty of. And so what I want you to do, and I'm saying this to myself as well, is to stop comparing yourself to others. This can cause so much heartache and actually piggyback on that last shiny object problem that the more we scroll social media, the more we feel lesser than or our lives aren't interesting enough or our scrapbook skills are not refined enough. Our pages aren't pretty enough. When you do that, we add not only that the, the physical time barrier from doing the procrastination, we add the mental weight of this self-talk. And when you do that, that bleeds over into the enthusiasm you can give your page. And it can actually just stop you in your tracks. 
if you've ever felt stuck in scrapbooking to feel like you just can't get started anymore, you, you can't come to the table, the, even the metaphorical table, it could be because you're spending so much time looking at what others are doing and not really going inward and finding your own source of inspiration and motivation. Now, one of my very best pieces of advice here is when you need inspiration, turn to your own library first. Look for a layout that you made in the past that you love. Make a new layout that looks just like that one. Same style, new products, new photos. Or look through your albums and and cherish those memories yet again and use those stories of your past to inspire you to get creating. Because when you do this, you find you will find more inner nourishment, inner wisdom than if you constantly go out and look at what others are doing. Number seven is one that I haven't talked a lot about in the past, but it's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. And I think this is super important. And I'm calling it the 80-20 rule of scrapbooking. And what that is, is for you to do what you know and love and what feels fun and easy 80% of the time. And to really focus on that. And when you sit down, that's what you're going to do. You're going to make pages in the formats that you love using the supplies that you love. But you're also going to stay even more topped up, if you will, or creatively energized. Your well is going to continue to be filled by that momentum, but as well by these smaller, fun projects that you'll do 20% of the time. So that could be taking classes, participating in challenges, doing small mini albums that have really clear boundaries around them, perhaps that use new products or follow along with a trend. These things help you try on new approaches and techniques for size to see if you want to incorporate them into your 80% and they just keep you flexible and excited. But really most of your time should be spent making progress because when you, as we talked about in number one, when you know what you like and do that, scrapbooking is easy and simple. All right, number eight. I want you to talk things out with others to find your tribe in the scrapbooking community and actively seek input and give input and have that genuine human exchange. Doing this can buffer some of the effects of being online and the scrolling of social media and comparing yourself with others because you're actually making those real connections. You're feeling that support and encouragement from others who know the lingo and love scrapbooking just as much as you do. It's all too common for women especially, moms especially, to feel so disconnected. We are digitally hyperconnected, yet emotionally we can feel disconnected. But when you find your tribe of scrapbooking buddies, it changes everything. So just last night, I had a member share a layout inside of our community where she had screenshotted encouraging posts from some of our other members. And she wrote that she was so surprised by how not just simple scrapper participation, but also just really diving into her creative hobby can help reframe some of that negative self-talk that she had, can help 
join her on this life evolution and life transformation by being in community with others and really connecting to her own self and that wisdom that naturally comes out when we're telling our stories on the page. So this one is just super, super important. Okay, number nine. Now, if you've been on any of our Scrapbook Your Way workbook live streams recently, you've heard me say this again and again, and that's I want you to write things down. That's one of the biggest and easiest ways that you can simplify your scrapbooking is to stop keeping all these ideas and plans and wants to do's and wants to finish and classes you want to take and classes you want to finish all in your head and various things in your email and on sticky notes and all over the place. If you can find a notebook, a digital tool like Asana or Trello, or even using our workbook, if you can create this central hub for all of your scrapbooking loves and wants and plans, you will find so much clarity and focus. So if you've ever sat down to scrapbook and you're not sure what to do next, that's probably because you're not writing things down. When you write it down, you can return to your table and go, oh yeah, that's what I wanted to do next. It's about creating this habit that joins your hobby. Now in our book club, we just read Atomic Habits in January and he talks about habit stacking where you add a habit to an existing habit and that makes it easier because you're tagging onto something that you already do. Well, if you already scrapbook, you can add this habit of writing things down, such as when you finish a layout, just jot down what you want to do next. This can be as simple as a sticky note on your desk to remind you, this is what I want to do next. Or even if you're mid project or mid layout, here's the next step. So when you sit down, you know what's exactly next. And the real benefit here is that when you write that down, your brain is going to remember that. So by the time you sit down again, that next step will almost be automatic. You already know what you're going to do to complete that step because you wrote it down and your brain took a note of it. Oftentimes we call that marinating in our Simple Scrapper community because we often have to pause, whether that's to take care of our family or we went to bed or something happened and we had to pause and we couldn't finish in that moment. But when you have something aside and you you know what's next and you can marinate on it, it creates that opportunity for an even better solution, but even more importantly, for you to jump right back in so quickly when you come back to your table. All right, number 10 here might be the most important, but I think all of these really are kind of the tried and true principles that we teach and embrace and practice, and struggle with, and just keep on with here at Simple Scrapper. And this is keep in touch with your why. This is such an important question. With anything in life, if you don't understand your motivation for doing it, you're probably not going to do it. You're probably going to avoid it. You're going to procrastinate. But when you have that answer for your creative hobby, why is it that you show up to scrapbook? Is it a creative outlet? Is it your me time? Is it just fun? Is it to to preserve your family's legacy? Is it because you like telling stories? Is it because you love photos? 
And what combination of all of those things for many of us really provides that motivation that satisfies that deep, deep urge to keep creating? Because we all have that inside of us, or we wouldn't call ourselves scrapbookers or memory keepers. We have this desire to combine photos with words, with creative supplies in some fashion or another, regardless of how that looks. So when you can identify what's driving that, you have the key to fast, fun, easy, simple scrapbooking. Okay, that's what I have for you today, guys. I hope that you took away at least one nugget that influences how you look at your scrapbooking from here on out. I know that these tips, that these strategies have been instrumental in helping so many scrapbookers over the past decade. And I know that there's one in there that will really hit home for you. Until next time, my name is Jennifer Wilson, and I am your guide here at Simple Scrapper. Don't forget to visit simplescrapper.com workbook to download your free copy of the companion workbook to this podcast. It's called the Scrapbook Your Way Workbook. And until next time, remember you have permission to scrapbook your way.